We're starting right now. Hola. Hey, y'all. This is Confidently Free. And Mr. Cornerstone. And you are listening to another episode of the Becoming, Becoming One Podcast. Hey, guys. <laughs> this is just weird for me because it's like you can see my facial expressions now. Yeah. I think it's kind of dope, though. But anywho. Hey. Yeah, we're starting something new here. So, we went from just audio. Now, we're trying to move more into the video. Audio visual. Right. So, um, this is usually what it looks like when we're recording. The kids are upstairs. We kind of go back and forth between downstairs and upstairs. But they're upstairs. So, we're trying not to wake them up. Trying not to. Hopefully, we don't. mm. It sounds like Atara is still up there. You know, moving around. So Moving and grooving. We'll see. So, I just want to say to the people who have tuned in, welcome, especially the first-time listeners. We appreciate you for checking us out. And, hey, to those who are tuning in once again, who've been rocking with us since episode 2, 5, or even 10, because now we're at 33. 33. So... Thanks, guys. It is. Yeah, we're about to pass 700 listens, too. So, we appreciate everybody who has taken the time. Something like that. 700. If you've taken the time to just tune in and listen to us and be a part of these conversations, we appreciate you. If you want to ask us any questions or leave us any feedback, you can do that in our inbox by leaving us a voice message on Instagram at becoming O-N. No, I lied. It's becoming the number one podcast. Or you can email us at becomingonepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to leave a voice message on Anchor, you can do that as well. That's also an option. Um, and you can check us out on Facebook at Becoming the Number One Podcast. So you got options. Use them. Check them out. We're here. And we'll listen. We do listen to all the voice messages and we appreciate them. Yeah, it's always good to get feedback because. You know, like we always say that this is us talking, but our ideas aren't the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. So when we talk to other people, we can kind of hone in our ideas as far as what we're trying to do, what we're trying to build, even what we're doing here on the podcast, you know, because we might say something and then you have a different perspective that we haven't thought of before. And that could cause us to grow as well. Yes. And we're all about growth, especially in this season. So. Right. Travis. What up? How you doing? How you really doing? Uh, I am in like a thinking mode. Think tank? Okay. Yeah. So we got some could be potentially bad news with work today. Mm-hmm. So. I got to, you know, process that and make my moves, how I'm going to make my moves. I'm still going to focus on what I'm focusing on because in the end, that's what I want to do. Right. But in the meantime, I have to make sure everything else is taken care of. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, it it just means more adjustments. Mm -hmm. We've already been making adjustments. That's very true. So if if worse comes to worse. Y'all might see us back in Michigan. Worst case scenario. But 
we're probably gonna stay here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More than likely. So, um, how you doing? I am actually good. As in in terms of the situation going on with the work thing, um, I just remember us talking before, and we said, if it all goes to crap, we shot our shot. Right. And I can be okay with that. Right. Regardless of what happens. Because we can at least say we explored, we pursued, we tried, we came, we saw. Yeah. And it for me it's also just a reminder of how hard, like it, it kind of reinf- reaffirms how hard I'm trying to work mm-hmm. and why I push people around me so hard is because you literally I don't have time to just sit around and think like, well, you know, we'll get to it when we can. Like, I'm not on a get to it when I can schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm on a we need to make sure we're good schedule. Yeah. So it's it's for me, it's never uh, well, you know, it'll, it'll come to be later. No, let's let's knock this out. Let's get ourselves in a good position to do what we want to do. It just keeps reminding me of the ultimate why. Um, I mean, I, I haven't worked a nine to five in a couple of years. When now. you say ultimate why, what are you talking about? When I say the ultimate why, like this is why we're doing. This is a part of why we're doing what we're doing. So things like this don't continue to reoccur. Like, oh, we might get nervous because this is happening, or oh, they might be doing this as a job. Like. When we get to where we're trying to go, there's not going to be that factor of will the boss or the higher ups or my supervisor do say or let X, Y and Z happen. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean when I say the ultimate why like to get from underneath that type of organizational structure and to shift into something different where you have majority control and influence over your Income, the outcome, like all of these different things where you're the hands in the mud, you're the person in charge of all of these different things, not somebody else behind the scenes pulling strings who really could care less about what you got going on and how it affects and impacts your family. Yeah, that's why. And I mean, you, you never really get rid of this whole scenario because you, you just go from one side to the other. You do. But I'm saying in the sense of there's people above you who don't know who you are and don't care about right. your situation, pulling strings that impact you. And they truly don't really care. No, they don't. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about that organizational piece, because you see that a lot in big businesses and all those different types of areas. So. Right. But. I can at least say for where we're at right now, like one of the things that I think I like the most about our journey with building is really getting to learn more about myself. I've always considered myself to be, I've always said that I was a creative person, but I think working the nine to five kind of watered that down a little, a lot, especially when I work. Um, in case management and things like that, it was always structured. This is the way to do it. Literally. It was a step like a process type of thing. Yes, like a one, then you do this, and then you do that. And you could literally apply that to every single case you had. And if you couldn't, there was at least some type of predictability in how you would handle it. Versus now, it's like, okay, no blueprint at all. And that, that kind of intimidated me when I was working before. 
What? The no blue. You talking about the step? The no blueprint. Oh. When I worked uh, at the academy and I was in the, a counselor position, I literally had creative freedom to create and do. And I was literally sitting there like a deer in the headlights because I was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, you did the same thing when you did, first became a stay-at-home mom, too. Mm-hmm. Freaked out. Yeah, I did. But we've come a long way. So just in the different things that we're working on and different projects we have going on, I'm seeing how all of these different creative sides of me kind of got shut down over the course of several years, and now they're being awakened and turned back on, so to speak. So it's interesting to see me having not saw that side of myself for so many years. Yeah. So I think those are, that's one of the things that I've liked so far about this journey. I don't think that you've ever been put in a position for like this side to actually fund or do anything outside of being a hobby. Mm. So like this is like another level of what you've had to do in life mm-hmm. from my perspective. Uh, I know that you did poetry for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I think you started. Did you ever do the, the acoustic guitar? No, I dabbled with she it. She has an acoustic guitar. Yeah, I have one. But she. My, my guitar's name is Nadine. Nadine. All right. I name my stuff. So. That's, that's a weird name as far as a guitar goes. Well, you got to think of the names I've named my cars. They were pretty strange like- in themselves. Like this car's name, the, the Ford's name is Winston. The car before that was named Thaddeus. And the car before that was Rodney. My guitar is Nadine. Uh-huh. People name their cars. Okay. What was I saying? You were talking about my oh, the creativity. So you've done like creative stuff, mm-hmm. but you never did it for like on the scale of business and living. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're put in position to create for a family business, it's literally you become the driving force of your life. Not like you know, I'm not trying to cut God out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's literally if if you don't wake up and get it, then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right, and when you when you get to a certain level, then it doesn't just happen for you, but it doesn't happen for other people. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big shift for um, you know. Oh, I'll go and plug myself into this system, and we'll get something, and the company as a whole will provide for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big shift from that. So we've never done anything on this level. But we're getting there. So moving into this family business part, uh, we talked a little bit about the ups and downs of the regular job or company. Mm -hmm. But I want to know what you think about some of the ups and downs of this business part. Hmm. The business part. Like just running, creating and this transitional stage from working a job to creating and running a family business. Um, that makes sense. I think it does. So I guess I hope this answers the question we're trying to. So like in a normal gig that I would work, um, 
there would be certain expectations like deadlines and whatnot. And a lot of the stuff that I would be doing, I didn't necessarily care for, but I knew I had to get it done versus now when I know that I need to get something done and I set a deadline for myself. This is at least something that I actually want to do. Yeah. This is something I genuinely care about. And so I never thought that I would actually like, like even with the, um, not the Fitbit, the, uh, the Apple watch watching the rings close mm-hmm. i want to do that I, w- I want to legitimately close my rings because i did something to close my rings and so even now when we're working on the business stuff when i say okay i'm gonna get this done by this day when i get that done that gives me this sense of accomplishment right i didn't really know that that would be something like i'm actually enjoying checking this off of my list if that makes sense uh-huh so, that makes sense to me yeah i like that because especially when you're finding yourself actually progressing in something where you were originally freaking out at. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Then you actually are able to break it down, you know, kind of like that wall perspective. Mm-hmm. How do you build a wall? A perfect wall, I guess. You just lay that one brick as perfectly as possible. It's like each check is a brick. It's like, okay. This is what I'm focusing on. This is what I'm doing. And it's in there. Mm-hmm. And when you lay that brick, then it turns into a, well, if I keep doing this over and over and over again, then I'll have my wall. And what I have learned, because I've learned a lot about myself over the past year, mm-hmm. is one of the signs of someone who is a perfectionist is procrastination because they will put off or delay starting something that they don't know how to fully perfect from start to finish. And so if they don't understand how they're going to do it perfectly from start to finish. They'll just keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. Right. And so I learned over the past year, I'm like, I feel like I've definitely done that a lot. And so now, <laughs> um, like even with some of the things we were working on for the business, it's things that are done now, but, Having gone through all of that, I did get to a point where I was like, okay, I don't know how this is supposed to look or how it's going to end up. I'm going to just start. I'm going to just do something and we just going to work with it as it, as it goes. And so I would do something and then I show you, you'd be like, uh, nah, that ain't it. So I was like, all right. And then I go back and do something else. And then as I'm doing it, I'm like, ooh, I could do this. I could do this. This looks nice. This looks cool. And then I show you again. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that one. And I'm like, looking at the final one as opposed to the first one, it's like, I'm literally seeing the creative progress. Right. So I, I, I would not have been able to put in words a year ago that in terms of something that I would find enjoyment in. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely something that, I, that I've grown to like yeah. as a it, part of this process. And I mean, if you think about it, like you can just translate that into like life in general, too. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's beyond business. But everything that we do has that starting point of, I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how to cook whatever fancy dish Mm -hmm. you can think of, but you can jump in and the first one might be trash, you know, but you try again. Like, uh, remember you made those, uh, peanut butter, um, French toast things, I made that one time. And never did it again. Sure didn't. You know what I mean? Sure didn't. I bet that if you were to go back and say, okay, like for me, it was just, it was just too much peanut butter. Like, 
I, I laid it on y'all okay when i found out small things that i knew he liked i was like oh he likes peanut butter and he likes oranges it was just like peanut butter and orange everything like all the time it was too much yeah. it was too much it was like it was a lot it's too much so for me i was like okay i just i just couldn't do it and right? he was so nice about it too he didn't even make a scene he just just didn't need it but he didn't need it quietly he just like pushed it over to the side and then so <laughs> like oh thank you mm. but i mean like if you were to go back right and redo that french toast mm-hmm. i bet you well it might start from scratch now because it's been so long but i bet you that if you were to go back you could go from it being you know what it was to like an excellent dish i can definitely say and i remember it was supposed to be stuffed french toast i probably wouldn't even stuff it i would probably do whatever i'm gonna do to it and then melt the peanut butter Drizzle that sucker on, melt a little bit, a little bit of chocolate, drizzle it on top of the peanut butter. Yeah. Make it look all pretty. Slice or, up some strawberries, put it on top. Or I know, like for me, when I, I know when I started cooking, it was, I don't, it has been late middle school, but I know my first dishes were trash. But now I have like the confidence to get up there and just like, okay, I can mix this and this, this and this. I don't have this seasoning, but what could replace this seasoning? Yada, yada, yada. And I can, you know, get to mixing pots and pans. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same thing with this. And we kind of talked about it before is that we can get into, uh, that, that pause phase easy mm-hmm. because we don't want to give out trash. Yes. But what we can't miss is that we have to be able to put out the information and then let the people sort it out and we'll get better at communicating that information mm-hmm. as we go, you know, but we have to start first. Yeah. So I can really see and understand what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, f- you, you were talking about your likes. Did you just say the likes or dislikes? Mm-hmm. My likes. So for my likes, I would do, uh, the possibility as my number one like and i feel like that's what we're kind of living off of is the possibility Mm -hmm. of it all absolutely um so that would be my number one like the possibility of what family could look like what finances could look like the possibility of what just life in general could look like because it literally would change everything Mm -hmm. because who we are has to change in order for that to work right so having that freedom along with the ability, not saying that it's just like a light switch that you turn on and all of a sudden you have flow, mm-hmm. right? But as you, you know, evolve and, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of build yourself. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. I mean, evolve sounded like the word you wanted to use. Well, as you e- develop. Develop. That's what I'm looking for. Mm. So as you develop into the person that you're supposed to be, and I say develop because uh, it's it's all you. Like it's all in you already. You're not changing from, you know, it's not like Travis here to a completely different thing. Yes, I'm still Travis. I'm just developing what I already have. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so as I'm becoming that diamond. I can see that that whole process and think about, dream about, and enjoy the process of becoming, 
you know, that possibility of what I can be. And when I become that person, that's what allows for all these things to open up. Mm -hmm. So a person that has a successfully running business, right? And a family, a family business at that, you know, you're looking at you've, I wouldn't say mastered, but you have an idea of how to be involved with your family without mm-hmm. losing everything mm-hmm. or how to keep your personal mind in check, uh, how to keep up with, you know, your relationship with your spouse, you know, all these different things go into the business. But that possibility of becoming that person is like, you know, that's what kind of holds you. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about an image or your hope, right? Mm hmm. Uh, what that is, is the anchor to your faith. So you have faith that you will become this thing, right? Or this image. So what that possibility actually is in biblical terms is our hope. We have a hope for the future and we, we you want to make that hope as perfectly clear as possible. So we paint our picture of what our future is will look like and then we anchor our faith to that hope like god this is where where this is the direction that i believe you put me in this is what's going to keep me going this is what i'm going to hold on to uh, and that's that that possibility or just even having that possibility is my number one i guess you call it like mm-hmm. or my biggest joy for right now and then if we just stick to two, because we're getting kind of long here. Um, I guess my next one would be. I just like the person that I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. Like, I like who I'm being the the I like the person that I'm developing into. What? Nothing. What, lady? Nothing. I just I mean. I know you're saying it, but I I feel the same way about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody who has been actually legit keeping up with me, like close personal relationships, I think they will probably all say that I have definitely grown and progressed leaps and bounds than the past year or two. So yeah. you were just saying that and I was thinking to myself. how That's big facts. Yeah. Big facts. So. No, you've definitely gone from. What I would say, just if you were to put a word to it, right? I would say from scared to capable. Mm-hmm. Well, not maybe not capable, but maybe empowered. Maybe that would be a better That's word. That's a nice word. Um, I don't think that you really live in fear anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't seem to me that you live in fear anymore. If I do, I'm legit not aware of it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with this journey though, I can at least try to best articulate my dislikes in the terms of I have been someone who has been very instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Which I think also has stemmed from this um work history of processes and um, systems you do this this is the result you're gonna get 
you follow these steps, this is what's going to happen. Uh, and so I think just having come off of that, it's like, do this, 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 and this. Mike's probably picking up all that. Sorry, I'm tapping the counter, guys. So I'm just coming out of a, a place where there's been systems and there's certain things you do in certain orders and then it yields certain results. And I kind of get an idea or I know how long it's going to take to get this end, whatever it might be. Right. But in this, it's like, ugh, this takes work. It's your dislike? Yes. Wait, so you don't like being out of the system? No, it's not about being out of the system. It's in the system. You know you do X, Y, and Z, and then boom, this is the result you get. And you know how long that's going to take you. Mm -hmm. I knew that, okay, I have a report in 30 days. I'm done with the report. Boom, I'm good. My supervisor is going to tell me it was amazing. I'm going to take it to court. This, this, and this. Boom, boom, boom. I know I have X amount of days to see these kids. I know how long it's going to take me to close the case. I know these things. I know my timeline. This, there is no cut and dry timeline. Right. So it's like you work, you work, you work, you work some more. You keep working. You do some more work. You keep working. And at some point, there is going to be this yield of not necessarily even reward, but just you're able to produce something right. tangible. And it's that time that it takes to produce that something tangible that's not concrete that I don't like. Oh. I mean, I'm dealing with it. It's, 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 it is what it is. I just don't like the non-concreteness because it keeps me like, okay, when, when, all right. Nope, not yet. Okay. No, 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 not yet. Still got some more to do. <laughs> Versus, okay, this is real solid. All right, in 30 days, check. boom. That two week check. Exactly. You knew every two weeks this is what your check was going to be. If you worked overtime, you knew how much was going to be. Now, mm -hmm. granted, I say I don't like it, but it's bittersweet almost, I guess I should say. And the bittersweet notion is, with a regular job, you would work, or some people get paid weekly, but you knew how much your check was going to be for the most part. In this, the possibility of it being huge is enough to keep me in a place of, all right, I don't like it, but I deal with it. Yeah. So that's one of my dislikes about the whole thing. Yeah, the others are. I do. Um, I don't like the upfront financial investment. Granted, you got to invest in something, whether it be time, money, energy, whatever. Um, you have to if you want to yield something, reaping and sowing. That's the way it goes. Uh, it just, I don't, you know, when you become an adult and you start adulting and then you start spending money on stuff that costs money and it's yeah. your own money, you don't really like it. Like when I would go to the store with my mom, I'm like, ooh, I like this. I like, like I'm telling her all these things I like because I'm not paying for it. Okay. And TJ does it now. Ooh, mom, this, this, this. I'm like, I'm, I'm sure you do like that. We don't need it. We're not getting it. But before, when it's not my money, I don't care nothing about spending it. But now it's like, mm. all right, let's check that budget. See where we're going to get this money from to do X, Y, and Z. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't. It's much funner spending someone else's money. Right. So that's my Or if it was, if we weren't doing it, you... You have money for these. There would be a, a lot of different things that money would be getting spent on. Like just off the top of my head, and you know I got stuff off the top of my head. I would we would all be going to the chiropractor regularly. 
I would be getting massages regularly. I would have someone else and be paying them to retighten my hair regularly. <laughs> Those are just the three things off the top of my head that will be happening regularly. And then after that's the, the whole pedicure situation and such. And then I would probably, yeah, I'll just stick to those. It's, don't, don't come at me. I, I, I had a lot going on beforehand, okay? She got used to, one year I gave Monet a gift of, she got a massage every month. It was like a membership. And then it was a Christmas gift I got her. Best Christmas gift I ever had. She got used to that. Literally best Christmas gift I've ever had. Came down and shot it. Cut it. Cut it. So sad. So. It's a great gift. I got you, though. But what about you? I got you, though. I didn't think about that initial financial investment. My mind just doesn't really go there. Uh, I think my stuff is more relational. Like, I miss just kicking it with folks. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go for a drive or Jerry, would, when we were in Michigan, Jerry mm-hmm. would come down from Grand Rapids and we'd just drive, listen to music, drive, talk. You know, it's 2 a.m. and we just doing whatever we want to do. Or when TJ was small, mm-hmm. when, because I would stay up. Well, what happened, y'all, is I would stay up the first half of the night when they would sleep. And then she would get up the the next half of the night. So, but that first half while she sleep, I wasn't always there. I would get TJ. I would go over to Reggie's place. I didn't know this until after the fact. I legit thought, oh, he's sleeping. This is great. He's Look at him sleeping. He was not asleep. Didn't know. He was up. And we were at Reggie's and we were just having fun. It was whatever we wanted to do. If it was watching games, if it was talking junk, if it was just riding around. Um, and I just sidebar, the crazy thing is you let me believe that he was just sleeping through your part of the shift. And I'm like, how come he always wake up when it's my turn? And this whole time, he wasn't in sleep. What are you talking about? I let you believe. I literally thought he was just waking up when it I was. Because I, I remember asking you, like, like, can we switch? He always wake up when it's my turn. And you just didn't even say anything. I didn't know what you believed what he was doing. I literally thought he was just waking up when it was my turn. Yeah, no. Mm. He was awake. The fallacies. Anywho. Yo, fallacies. Anywho, you were saying. So just, you know, or even just, you know, people coming over and you playing 2K for however long you want to play 2K. NBA 2K is what I'm talking about for y'all that don't know or the uninitiated, I guess you would call y'all. But NBA 2K, Halo, whatever, just playing games, kicking it, uh, laughing, eating, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can't do that. Or I can't do that now. I can't do. I can't be that person and chase this at the same time. And because I can't be that person and chase this, you know, it creates a tear. And I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not really like I say. I miss the people, mm-hmm. right? Which I do. But when I'm when I think about it, it's kind of like I miss that moment mm-hmm. or being able to do that. Because if I were to get in contact with those people, they're also not the same person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they've grown, they've changed into whatever they think that they need to become to get where they where they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. So even if we got back together, some of the people it would still be the same. But for a lot of them, we couldn't do what we used to do. I remember yeah. in college we had it was like a lock in. I don't remember if it was on one of the breaks. 
or whatever, but we were just in the apartment creating whatever we wanted to do. We created strolls for the frat. We were doing just random stuff in the middle of the night, just, you know, even going to Walmart for no reason. When you're in a town like, you know, not a town, but a city, a Kalamazoo, you're broke and you ain't got nothing to do. You just go to Walmart, create a game and you play, you have fun, just doing random stuff, right? Um, but we were literally just in that apartment, just, not even the people that just lived there, but friends that we knew came over to the apartment and we were just creating stuff. Uh, none of us can sing, but we created songs, right? You had some people who could, I obviously can't. I wish, matter of fact- a little bit. Nah, she being nice. Mm-hmm. I can't sing. I will sing. I don't the really song care you were who. singing earlier, it sounded pretty good. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, we were just creating and whatnot. So just being able to sit up and do that, like that's what I miss. That. But what, you know, and I, I didn't do this for the likes, like there's a bad side, but the good side for my dislike mm-hmm. or this dislike is that that's what I'm ultimately trying to create here mm-hmm. is a team of people who we just get together and recreate stuff towards a goal, right? And it becomes fun, like, mm-hmm. or it is fun to just create, to just come go into yourself, bring out something that will help somebody create it and disperse it, Yeah, right? That's ultimately what I'm trying to do is just have fun do that same type of thing you know stay up till whenever and create mm-hmm. you know there's stories of beyonce or jay-z or 50 cent staying up two or three days creating right just singing or doing what they do mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like man how that gotta be hard you know that has to be how do how you do that but if you think about it if you're doing something that you actually love doing mm-hmm. Right. Or that you want to do. It might it might be tough. Right. Mm-hmm. It might be tough. It might be hard, but it's something that you want to do. So if I'm focused and if I know that I create this is going to help people and I love doing it, staying up is nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Staying up for a day, two days. That's nothing. So that's what I'm trying to let me you, you are seeing your eyes. You, you think it. I want my sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, I'll stay up. It's but, when I don't sleep, it's equivalent to being hangry almost. It's just not good. Yeah. It's not good. But ultimately, that's the type of environment that I'm trying to create. I feel you. Is that creative space where we can just create something that's fun, interactive, that helps people. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, And then my time, I guess, is my other dislike because it's. I could be well no I switch that the ignorance I miss the ignorance to be honest with you mm. when you're when you're like living in the and I just I just call it ignorance just as a way of literally saying unknown right mm-hmm. so when you're living in that unknown space and you're just kind of going with the flow you work your 40 hours you have your two days off you you know you go to church or Whatever it is that you do, uh, you hang with your family or your friends in your free time, you play video games, you 
spend your money, you go on vacation, yada, yada, yada. And then you just say, oh, well, I'm putting such and such away for my retirement, Mm -hmm. right? When you live in that type of uh, ignorance or just that that unknown, um, I guess it's it feels more regular or you can look up and say, oh, well, you know, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm I'm Gucci mm-hmm. right now. Or, or at least that's how I felt when I was living in that ignorance. It was like, oh, this is this is life. I'm making steps. I'm making strides. You kind of just walk along. Do, 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 do. Work, 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 work. Hi, wife. Hi, kid. Hi, pastor. Then you go back to work and you repeat. Do, 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 do. It's like this, you know, like this carrot that's hung in front of you. You know, like, oh, one day I'm going to get this carrot type of thing. Yeah. Um, but when you're living in that type of, you know, trance or ignorance, it's like there's a whole world that you're unaware of yeah. but once that ignorance is gone you're like man i can create this and the problem in my life won't continue down our lineage so my son won't have to deal with you know whatever issue it is that you're dealing with or they'll have the option of taking time off before Deciding if they want to go to college or not, mm-hmm. or maybe they don't decide to go to college, or maybe maybe they if they do decide to go to college, they actually understand the true meaning of college, which is something that I want to talk about later, um, and we will, I guess, mm-hmm. because I'm not against college, but I'm not for college the way it's being used. Yeah, if that makes sense. That's a whole nother whole nother episode. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. But that ignorance, I miss that ignorance just because of now it's like You can't unsee. Right. I can't unsee the possibility. That picture of hope. Mm-hmm. You know? So after I've seen that, after I've seen what could be, I can't sit back and say, Well, I'm going to ignore this beautiful thing that's sitting in front of my face. Yeah. You feel me? I feel you. Guess what, y'all? I want to share something with you. Mm. You want to know what it is? What is it, money? It's a quote. Matter of fact, it's the quote of the day. You ready? Can you say your quote? This quote says... This quote says, may the best of your todays be the worst of your tomorrows. I'll read it again. May the best of your todays be the worst of your tomorrows. That quote is by, who's by Travis? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. It's pretty dope. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't really need to expound on that. Why are you talking so low? What do you think about the quote, Travis? <laughs> Good Lord. What they, um, I think it's dope. He's just saying that your best days today is the floor of your tomorrow. It's nothing compared to tomorrow. Right. So I'm looking forward to that, guys. That our best of today's will be the worst of our tomorrows. Yeah. So that is what we will leave you with, guys. So once again, 
This is Confidently Free. And Mr. Cornerstone. And you have just listened to another episode of the Becoming, Becoming One, One Podcast. Podcast. All right, y'all. Peace. Be easy.